All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Blessed as Sheed podcast. I'm Lily Ketchum. I am the host of this. And if you don't know much about me, I go to North Central University. I'm a freshman in college right now, currently studying marketing. And my goal through this is to just bring women of God just encouragement through every walk and season of life that they'll face because I feel like I've faced a lot of similar things that women of God and just people in their walks with the Lord face in general. I am so excited to be back. It's been a while since I've posted a new episode, so we're just going to dive right into the deep stuff and let's just get started. So I'm going to pray us in and then we'll just, I'll hit you with the word of God. Amen. All right, Jesus, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to reach even just one person through your Holy Spirit. God, I just pray an anointing over my words, over your word. Lord, I just pray that the hearts of whoever is listening are just open, God, their ears and their eyes and their mind is open to just hear from you in a unique and beautiful way specific to them, Lord. I pray that there is healing and there is wisdom poured over them through this word that you've blessed me with, God, and I just pray that you know, this changes people's lives. And we just pray that this blesses people who are listening, Lord, that it gives them a new perspective on their seasons in life, Lord, and that you're just strengthening them. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so this episode is called Trust in the Drought. And when I tell you, (laughs) when I tell you that God has been trying so hard basically my entire life to just tell me to trust him. Uh, I mean, there's just no other way to put it. He's just always telling me, Lily, just trust me. And I feel like so many people are in this season of drought right now. I mean, a lot of people close to me are, I'd like to think that I just came out of a season of drought. So if you are in a position to open your Bible, if not, it's all good. I personally like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving. So, you know, as great as the word of God is, please don't open that while you're driving. But uh, we're going to start in Jeremiah chapter 14. And I'm just going to read the section that's titled Judah's Terrible Drought. And then I'm just going to debrief everything that the Holy Spirit gave me through each little section of this. All right. This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord explaining why he was holding back the rain. Judah wilts. Commerce at the city gates grinds to a halt. All the people sit on the ground in mourning, and a great cry rises from Jerusalem. The nobles send servants to get water, but all the wells are dry. The servants return with empty pitchers, confused and desperate covering their heads in grief. The ground is parched and cracked for lack of rain. The farmers are deeply troubled. They too cover their heads. Even the doe abandons her newborn fawn because there is no grass in the field. The wild donkeys stand on the bare hills, panting like thirsty jackals. They strain their eyes looking for grass, but there is none to be found. The people say, Our wickedness has caught up with us, Lord, but help us for the sake of your own reputation. We have turned away from you and sinned against you again and again. O hope of Israel, our Savior in times of trouble, why are you like a stranger to us? 
Why are you like a traveler passing through the land, stopping only for the night? Are you also confused? Is our champion helpless to save us? You are right here among us, Lord. We are known as your people. Please don't abandon us now. So this is what the Lord says to his people. You love to wander far from me and do not restrain yourselves. Therefore, I will no longer accept you as my people. Now I will remember all your wickedness and punish you for your sins. A bit brutal, right? (laughs) I mean, these people are in a time of drought, crying out to the Lord, saying, hey, like, why aren't you helping us? And he says, I'm not going to help you. (laughs) So let's just debrief this a little bit because it can be a bit confusing. So in the beginning, it's talking about how, you know, people are sitting, they're mourning, the wells are dry, they're returning with empty pitchers, they're confused and desperate, there's lack of rain, they're in a literal drought, right? So here is the biggest thing that the Holy Spirit gave me from this. God knows when to hold back and when to move. The wickedness and the way we live can affect how and when God desires to do so. So when you're in a season of drought, not literal, you know, not where we're actually in a cracked desert with no water, but when you're feeling like you're in a drought season, you know, these things that you're longing for just aren't happening, you feel dry, you feel empty, you know, remember that God knows when to hold things back and when to let them go. See, so often we get caught up in the idea that like, we have full control, that we know what we need, that we know what we're going to need in the future. But we serve a God who's already been in our future. And if he knows that in this season we need a drought, or if he knows in this season that we need a lot of rain, he's going to provide that because he knows and he's been to that place before us. And we get so caught up in the idea that we know exactly where we're going, we know exactly what we're doing, and we know exactly what we need, but we don't. Another big thing is these people were going to the wells, right? Knowing that they were dry and every single time they kept returning with the empty pitchers, confused and desperate. See, Judah's people were running back to their emptiness rather than to God. So often we can get caught up in the world around us. We can get caught up in our circumstances and we can run to that. Rather than running to the Father, whose well overflows. See, these people were so caught up in getting the physical water, getting this physical slight fulfillment, temporary fulfillment, rather than running to the Father, whose well is always overflowing. So let that be encouragement in your season of drought. Whatever it is that you're lacking, don't run to that thing that you know is going to be empty, that you know you're going to come back empty from every single time. The outcome's not going to change, but it does when you go to the Father. And see, what's key in this chapter is that it says the farmers are deeply troubled. They too cover their heads. And what's funny is that farmers... You'd think that they know how to handle a season of drought, right? Because they deal with it all the time. I mean, they're farmers. (laughs) They have to handle this all the time, all these different seasons. But even they were troubled. Even they didn't know what to do. 
So even the farmers who should know what to do in times of drought were troubled because they were fearing the situation and the sin rather than the God himself. See, how often do we fear our situation rather than trust in the Lord? And I'm speaking from experience here. I'm not just preaching this to you and saying, oh, do this, do that. I'm saying this because I've struggled with this time and time and time again in my own life. So often the easiest thing we can do is not trust the Lord. (laughs) See, there was this analogy that was done at youth group a while ago. And the pastor showed this picture of a mug right in front of the camera and a person further away. And in the picture, the mug looks bigger. But in reality, it's not. It's just because it's closer to the camera. What does this mean? So in our lives, we can keep, we can hang on to our circumstances closer to, to than the Lord, right? So when we're hanging on to our circumstances closer than we are to the Lord, our circumstances will appear bigger because we're not holding God closer. And the thing is, when we do hold God closer, it's not that he gets bigger because he's already the biggest and he always will be. It's just a change of perspective. So I pray that this gives you a change of perspective in any season of drought that you're in, have ever been in or will be in to come because they will come. (laughs) Is to not hang on to your circumstances. Don't fear your circumstances. Run to the Lord. Hold him closer because then he will appear bigger. Another big issue in this people group here, uh, besides their fear, is that I understood that they only saw God as their helper in times of need rather than their savior. And that can honestly be a heart check in your own life because that can change every day. And see, it's important to see God as our helper, yes. It's important to know that he's going to help us in times of need, but not just then. He needs to be our savior every single day, times of need or not. And I believe these people were just so afraid of what was around them that they said, oh my gosh, we need to run to the Lord. Which is great that they went there, but they weren't serving him before the issues came. So let that be a heart check. Ask yourself, am I really fearing the Lord every day? Am I really seeing him as my savior or just someone to try and pick me up when I'm down? See, in our lives, I believe that we can all face really pivotal points for a lot of different reasons. Whether it's spiritual warfare, it's a breakup, it's a job loss. We we face a lot of tragic things in this world, right? But we also serve a God who's bigger and better and who can make good out of any bad situation. See, in the book of Nehemiah, he was sent to rebuild this wall, right? And... You know, before he starts building, he had a few enemies. He had a few people saying, "Mm, I don't like you for this. I don't think you should be going and rebuilding this wall. He had a few enemies. But it wasn't until Nehemiah was halfway through building the wall that he had armies and armies and armies of people against what he was doing. 
And I firmly believe it's simply because they saw that Nehemiah could actually do what they feared him doing. See, we can compare this to the enemy in our life. Because when we're pursuing Christ, there can be a few attacks, right? Right before that pivotal point, because the enemy's afraid that you'll do it. But if you find yourself in a season where you feel like there's armies and armies and armies and armies fighting against you, ask yourself if, you know, you're at that halfway point in the Lord where you feel like you've built half of the wall. The enemy knows that you can do it. The enemy has seen what you can do when you really seek the Lord. And honestly, pray and let that be a joy. Let that be encouragement in your life, knowing that what you're doing is making the enemy fear. Let that be your heart posture every day to make the enemy tremble with what you do. And yes, it can be exhausting. It can be so exhausting to have armies and armies against you. But the Lord prepared Nehemiah to build this wall. The Lord knew he was going to do it. He just had to use Nehemiah to get it done, right? Therefore, he will protect you from these armies. He will protect you from the heat of these armies. I also want to touch on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. A lot of people know the story of when they got thrown into the fiery furnace for not bowing down to this false idol because they wanted to serve the Lord, right? And there's that song that came from it. There was another in the fire standing next to me, right? So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego get thrown into this fire. They come out, miracle of the Lord. There's a fourth person with them. Everyone says, who is that with them? And it's Jesus. He was in the fire with them all along. They came out with no residue, no smoke, no burns, not even the smell of fire on them. A true miracle. And, and it, here's what's key is that the Lord saved them from the fire, but he didn't save them from feeling the heat. See, while they were in the fire, while they were sitting in the flames, they could still feel the heat on their body, but they were saved from all the scars and all the residue. So what I'm trying to tell you today is that, yes, the Lord is going to protect you from these things destroying you, but they're still going to hurt you. You're still going to feel the heat sometimes, but that's just so you continue to rely on the Lord. See, if he just let our life be rainbows and butterflies all the time, we wouldn't really need him. He's trying to create this reliance on him through the spiritual warfare and through the battle. But you need to make sure that you're fighting back. Right? We need to, we need to worship. We need to pray. We need to be in fellowship with Christ and let him fight the battle for us. So often in my life, I find myself struggling so much because I sit and I just sit in my struggle and I say, why am I struggling? And then I seek the Lord and I have the joy and the strength of the Lord. And I say, why did I wait so long to seek the Lord? This is why I was struggling so much is because I wasn't seeking Jesus in my battle. So to conclude all of this. I just encourage you in your season of drought to just lean on the Lord. He is so faithful in so many ways. And he's been so faithful in my life, even in the slightest little things. Every time I seek him, he shows up. 
He's chasing you. He's preparing you. He's equipping you. He's all-knowing. He knows when to hold back the reins and when to give them. There may be armies fighting against you, but he is protecting you. He is protecting you. You're safe with him. So with all of that being said, I just want to close in prayer. Pray a special blessing over your life and over this season and over this word. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for the power that is in your word. God, your living, breathing word. Lord, I want to thank you for the ways that you were speaking specifically to your people tonight, God. I want to thank you for the ways that you are providing healing. You're providing strength. You're providing wisdom. God, I just pray for a special protection over every person that's listening to this, Lord. That you carry them through this season, God. That you give them strength. That you give them wisdom to see your goodness. God, that you give them the strength to open their mouth and praise you. And seek you through this season, God. That you pick them up out of their darkness, Lord. That you heal them. And Lord, I just want to pray that the enemy has no way in their life in Jesus' name. The enemy has no way in their life in Jesus' name. These armies won't hurt them. These armies won't destroy them, God. But it will just simply allow them to turn and have a new found dependence on you, Lord. I pray that you take them deeper. You take them further. They're allowing this season to see you in a new light and to see you in a way that they never thought they could see you before, Lord. I pray for your hand upon their life that you show up in a way that they never knew you could, Jesus. I pray for that ache in their soul, Lord, the heaviness in their soul. God, that they find that that lifts off every time they worship you, Lord. Let their heart posture be praise to you, Jesus. I thank you for the ways that you're ministering in your people's hearts, Lord, and I thank you for the ways that you spoke today. We pray all of this in the power of your heavenly name. Amen.